Okay, if you had a Halloween costume, Mike Wazowski, that you permanently turned into, Mike Wazowski, hands I'm down, Mike Wazowski, dude, one eye, one giant contact lens, just have a good time. Giant contact lens, like as a mask. Is it because you'd be a little bit taller? No, actually, believe it or not, David, he's shorter than me. Uh, Are but you he sure? just has a good time. Positive. Yeah, he fact checked that before Google the podcast started. Google it. Let's see. He double checks at night. Every night. Every night. I never stop. Yeah. Mike Wazowski. Mike Wazowski. Height. All right, you got me. Thank you. <laughs> what about you, Don? What's your ultimate Halloween costume? Uh, my ultimate Halloween costume has to be my Darth Maul costume. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. I had the you Darth were Maul. Darth Maul? Yeah, I was Darth Maul for like three years in a row. He was. After that, I was a football player because you had everything already. I had it all, and I didn't. I uh, I was a ninja. For about eight years. I remember that. I remember your Only costume. because every time we'd go to get stuff, that one came with weapons that I wanted to play with. Yeah. So I would just make myself a different color. Overall, you just always choose the weapons. You know what yeah. I mean? Like always. Darth Maul had the lightsaber. So I yeah. was like, I have I have a lightsaber now. I mean, it just makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. Like that's that's a costume that is year round. What would what would be like your grown up costume? A ninja? Yeah. Because you just get the weapon, you get to play with them all the time. What would be uh, like your grown up costume? Like if you had to go to like like a party, Halloween party now with like your work crew, like people that you work with. If it was like a work party, what would you dress as? I'd probably be a pirate. Like pirates, like a yeah. solid, you put in effort. Yeah. You know, uh, but it's not like so outlandish. Like I've never been big on like painting my face or doing anything Remember like that. Remember when I did uh, the kiss? Yeah, that was cool. Yeah. That was I did, super uh, cool. I did this, the singer from Kiss. Forget his name, but I, I dressed up as him for Halloween one year. The the face mask, like the like the paint my face white with the star on the eye. I did all that. Yeah, it came it was, out really good. It was good. I was Jack Skellington one time, uh, but the the like the mask was like weird, weirdly big and just didn't fit the structure of like a kid's head. You'd already painted your face white one time. Why didn't you just do it again? Uh, because this one had the actual like mask, like it was like a silicone mask that would look like Jack Skellington's. Yeah, all, all, I was all for it. Um, and I had his whole costume. It was really cool. Yeah, he was just looking for his Sally. Yeah, just looking for the Sally, you know. And then the Red Ranger I did before, Red Power Ranger. Were you a Power Ranger too? Everyone was a yeah. A Power I I Ranger I, I was trying to think of what color. I think I was the Green Ranger. And then Matthew was, was Robin blue. one year. I was, I was Robin. Batman. Matthew never wanted to be Batman. I didn't. I didn't want to be Batman. Um. <laughs> But before we start this episode, actually, Eddie Van Halen passed away today. R.I.P. to the man, the myth, the legend, whose music has and always will be played in the drum household always. very loudly with always. all the air guitars, mm-hmm. all the um, air guitars, all the fake singing. So Eddie, and if the Van Halen family ever randomly listens to this, uh, thank you for the inspiration throughout the years for me, my brother, and my dad. Bringing us up. And uh, we will see you on the other side, man course hold it down for us over there r.i.p baby david roll the spooky intro i'm drum and i'm drummer (laughs) don't stop scaring me doing it all day yeah i'm just so excited for spooktober <laughs> welcome back everybody um are we doing something different for like this part no normal yeah 
Well, you, could, you could do it like a spooky way if you want, but it doesn't matter. Welcome back, everybody. Welcome. Thanks for joining us. As always, we're your hosts. I'm Drum. And I'm Drummer. And this is week 48. Week 48, everyone. That's five pumpkins and you throw 40. Wait. <laughs> 40 <candy laughs> what episode are we on? Uh, 48. 48. It's five pumpkins, and you know Matthew throws ten more pumpkins in in the in the big pumpkin, the big pumpkin, and then you have fifteen, and then thirty more, which is forty five, plus three bigger pumpkins, <laughs> and that's forty eight. <sighs> We're not gonna do pumpkin things. Well, complicated. <laughs> the pumpkins made the math so much harder. <laughs> week 48 guys thank you so much for joining us uh dalton dude it is october bro we've been waiting for this month for so long last year literally since last year we started the podcast last year at the end of october mm-hmm. and then i remember right when we finished it's probably one of the episodes where dalton says something like oh dude and then he starts to tell the story and then we stop him and we say you need to save that for october so dalton why do we have so many spooky, scary, gut wrenching, ball dropping, lip cum juggling? Wow! <laughs> At least say like candy Just, corn juggling or apple yeah. biting, something. Apple juice. Apple juice. Why do well, have so many of these stories? These, uh, what you guys are gonna hear for these next four episodes is just. Things that me and Matthew have gone through. Uh, we seem to have a close connection with the paranormal, uh, demons. Um, we've we've seen shit. We dealt with shit. Jesus, he's I'm into it, bro. Um, <laughs> and you guys are gonna hear some of the stories, uh, including some out of body, outer body experiences that I had. That is probably one of the weirdest, craziest stories that I can ever even that I've ever been through in my life. Um, and. Uh, we don't know why we were made this way, but for some reason, uh, ghost bitches seem to like us. You know what I mean? The drum hoes. <laughs> you know what I mean? Never refer to me as that again. We, we are the drum hoes. Nope. Yeah, we are. So, yeah, it's going to be fun. I hope you guys enjoy. Um, and hopefully David makes it spooky enough. It's not. If not, it's uh, it's his fault, not ours. So. And also, like, producer. if it seems a little off, is because we actually have a fog machine in here, so I can't actually see David. We also Dalton. are having asthma attacks the whole time because yeah. we just can't breathe. But the wheezing just adds to the effect of the yeah, spookiness. Yeah. So yeah. bear with us. So so yeah. Halloween, bro. What 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 are some of like the memories that you have just from celebrating it? Like, what were things that? Like made you feel like oh it's it's not just fall it's spooky season spooky season yeah. um so I would always watch the movie Halloween um I would I Great. I I don't actually like it Halloween Halloween High Halloween Two Halloween no 3. no no not Halloween Town you're talking about Halloween Town that's a Disney <laughs> I I, movie. I like those oh <laughs> that's my favorite <laughs> I, I watch those I get down with those I want to get on the school bus that flies in the sky and takes okay, me to Halloween okay. Town no no Halloween the one with Michael Myers um Michael Myers or Mike Myers I always get it wrong it's Michael Myers yeah I always say the wrong one and it's the comedian <laughs> yeah baby <laughs> uh. But no, so I would always watch that, but also too, um, I know not a lot of people like these, but not candy corn, but the pumpkin. The pumpkin. Yeah. You always like the pumpkin yeah. for some reason. Mom, I never understood Mom and dad it. would always bring it, and I will fight you because they taste differently, 
and I don't no, care. They what, don't. Yes, they do. They have more of a fall texture, Dalton. They do. They do. It's spookier. I get okay. a little more scared when I eat mm-hmm, them, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think the pumpkins, and then that, and then too, just like uh, the different costumes that you and I would have um, going to grandmas and grandpas to go trick or treating, um, and then walking around. Do you? Rem- I don't know if you remember this. So growing up, uh, there we grew up in a quiet neighborhood. And we were kind of the rambunctious kids of the neighborhood. Yeah. And so there was, you know, a small community of children or whatever. So every Halloween we would go trick or treating house to house, really just to see the neighbors. Uh, but there was one year where there was a kid down the street and he was Michael Myers, but he was walking around with like a legit, an actual knife. Right. And I guess he like tried to. Like somebody opened the door and she saw this kid with a knife and then he like tried to like stab the the mom and she like shut the door. Do you remember this? No. No? Yeah. So uh me, my brother, my dad, and my mom, we walked out and we went to our neighbor's house. And usually um, we would go as like a family family. Like for when we were growing up, it would be us and then all our cousins. All the cousins. But that was at grandma's and grandpa's house. That wasn't was that, was that we they, would, they did one year at our house, remember? I don't remember that. We have video of it. Um, I do remember that we, like, we would always go with us, just us and mom and dad. Yes, yes. So there was one year we come out and then our neighbors next door, they were terrified of everything. Uh, they come up to us and they're like, they tell me for some reason, I'm like seven. They're all, like, yes, I understand. They're all Matt. There's a guy walking around here with an actual knife. And then I get super paranoid because I'm like, well, damn, like there's somebody out here, like actually trying to be Michael Myers. I just watched this movie. You can't kill that motherfucker. He's just always alive. He's always walking alive. around. He's uh, shit. So that was crazy. That kid actually is in prison for the rest of his life. Really? Uh, yeah, crazy. Because of that one night? No, because he just, <laughs> that was a precursor to a lot of other things that he did. But yeah, so. Dang. Crazy stuff. But I do remember going to grandmas and grandpas. We'd all like go and walk around and uh, they live in this area in Azusa that like goes all out for Halloween. So that would that was always cool. They would have like haunted houses we could walk through and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, so that was always fun. That's always fun. Um, I think for me, it was always. One, it was always, you know, getting to dress up. Um, as I got older, I just don't really, like, I, I enjoy Halloween for other reasons instead of dressing up. Um, but now, but back then it was always dressing up, getting a bunch of candy that, um, we couldn't eat because yep. mom thought everything had knives in them. Yeah. <laughs> so she would go through all the candy and then dad would eat all the candy. There's razor blades in the Snickers, Matt. Don't eat it. Yeah. She would always have to check all the candy. She would take all the hard candy away. Because we were we were going to choke on it. You know, this is a diss on mom. She would take all the hard candy away. She'd take all the good stuff. We had to save all the banana Laffy Taffies for dad. We could never have a banana Laffy Taffy. Never. You wanted the banana Laffy Taffy? Yeah, the good Laffy Taffies, I think bro. I wanted them just because I couldn't have them. I don't yeah, think I actually Yeah, it was cared. more because I just didn't want to share with dad. Um, and then, uh, yeah, mom would just take away half of the candy and leave us with, like, scraps. Are you sure she just wasn't trying to teach you about taxes? nope she not at all it. It, or if you decided to eat a hard candy she'd be like oh you want to eat the hard candy and be like yeah so we'd put it on her mouth she'd go on the side of your mouth so we'd put it on the side and then she would sit there and stare at you until you, you finished the candy you couldn't candy. you just had my mother staring at you the whole time and anytime you'd have to switch to the side of your other mouth because like that side filled up with too much saliva she'd yell at you at the moment it was in the middle of your mouth my mom's biggest fear in life is choking like, i mean granted that an allergic reaction. I she don't thinks. Know. How she much? Thinks, how much did you choke growing up? 
twice and I, okay. the second time I did it I told mom to let me die because like okay. she doesn't know how to do the Heimlich maneuver bah, so it's basically bah, her just punching bah. you in the back until you spit it out yeah like I saved myself yeah and then I remember the second time I choked it was like at the same meal maybe it was my fault <laughs> I choked yo a thousand percent yeah. I choked and I was like I was like just let me die I don't want to get punched in the back again <laughs> yeah I choked a lot I was choked on peanut butter jelly sandwiches I choked on spaghetti I choked on uh on You refused to chew. Yeah, I That's literally I your problem. Sorry, we're trying to work hard. Just I decided to swallow things and mom didn't like it, so mom got paranoid and then I found out that mom would always freak out when I was younger, when I was a baby. I was like mom would always freak out when I would choke on something. So I would eat something and look at her and go and like act like I was choking and it would freak her out, then I'd laugh and run away. Yep. So she never knew when I was really choking. Um, which is a stupid decision on my part. But then I think the last time I choked was either when I ate dog shit or um, when I had that one big PB&J one day. Yeah. It had too much peanut butter. And dad, no, dad put too much peanut butter in the pe- peanut butter jelly sandwiches. That's actually a rant on its own. Dad can't make peanut butter jelly sandwiches. <laughs> he makes peanut butter. He makes peanut butter sandwiches. And I'm not prepared for that. I'm a big, I, I like jelly. I like the sweet part of You've it. You've choked on peanut butter a lot. Cause you remember, All the time. do you remember Aunt Penny? Now. Aunt Penny used to give you like big spoonfuls oh, of peanut butter yeah. and you'd get all excited. And then my mom would be like, Penny, Penny, Penny. And then Dalton, like, <laughs> <laughs> I took the whole thing off. You would the die spoon as a dog. And just, <laughs> <laughs> He would like stuck in the back of my bite throat. the whole thing off, and then it would just like close off his fucking throat. Yeah. He'd start choking. My mom would yell at my aunt Penny, pull the peanut butter out of her throat. My aunt Penny sitting there, she's like, "I just gave spoons to a peanut butter to literally twelve other children in this house, and only Dalton choked." The thing choked. is, is I was staring at mom while I was eating it, and I was like, "Man, this the only situation that could make this worse is me choking on this peanut butter," and I did right in front of her. It was. St- so stupid yeah hold on let's let's not just walk right past this dalton eating dog shit we've told uh, this story i feel like we told this story if not guys here's here's the sum up of the story we've told we i he tells the story all the time i, I was a child one day and i was running around in the backyard and i really wanted a snickers bar and this is all true this is what my exact thoughts i really wanted a snickers bar and i look on the ground and lo and behold there was a little snickers bar on the ground um, no, it was a big Snickers bar. Um, and so I went over there and I picked it up and I ate it and then I started choking on it. And then I realized, wow, this tastes absolutely terrible. And I went to mom and I was like, mom, uh, and I was like choking and she started freaking out and she's like, oh, he smells like dog poop. And then she looked at my hand and I saw half of Pongo's dog shit in my hand. And she goes, oh my God, you're choking. So she took the, she like did the high maneuver or just slapped the shit on my back and then called uh, poison control to see if I need anything. And they were just like, nope, just uh, wash his mouth out and, you know, he'll, he'll be fine. Uh, yeah, so that's the time I ate dog shit, guys. It's pretty interesting stuff over here. I have a fun fact that I found on TikTok earlier today, and I pulled up the full story, um, if you guys don't mind. Lay it on me, big guy. All right, so we all know what jack-o'-lanterns are, right? Just pumpkins that light up. They make scary faces. We all carve pumpkins. We love it. <laughs> David wanted to carve a pumpkin earlier this month, or earlier in uh, last month, last month, September, which made no sense, but it's fine. We did it anyways. The normal ones are here now. I swear to God, it's like they like know when October hits. So it's probably the stores. The jack o' lantern. <laughs> the jack o' lantern. Only two people left. Um, <laughs> it's based off a legend from Ireland, and oh. it's called. The Legend of Stingy Jack. Stinky Jack? Stingy. Stingy Jack. It's, it's, it's stingy. 
I was saying stinky to Caleb. I told him the story earlier. I think I told I told uh, Aaron from work. I was all excited. Stinky Jack. <laughs> Should we go around stinging people? <laughs> does, does the rest of the story make way more sense now? Uh, yeah, but I mean, it was still funny. I mean, there were right. some stingers in there. You All know? right, well, we're keeping it. It's this. It's canon. Stingy Jack. <laughs> so, Stingy Jack. <clears throat> Stingy Jack invited the devil to have a drink with them. True to his name, St- Stingy Jack didn't want to pay for his drink, so he convinced the devil to turn himself into a coin that Jack could use to buy their drinks. Once the devil did so, Jack decided to keep the money and put it in his pocket next to a silver cross, which prevented the devil from changing back into his original form. Jack eventually freed the devil under the condition that he would not bother Jack for one year and that that should Jack die, he would not claim his soul. The next year, Jack again tricked the devil into climbing into a tree to pick a piece of fruit. While he was up in the tree, Jack carved a sign of the cross into the tree's bark so the devil could not come down until the devil promised Jack not to bother him for 10 more years. Soon after, Jack died. As the legend goes, God would not allow such an unsavory unsavory figure into heaven. The devil, upset by the trick Jack had played on him and keeping his word not to claim his soul, would not allow Jack into hell. He sent Jack off into the dark night with only a burning coal to light his way. Jack put the coal into a carved out turnip and has been roaming the earth ever since. The Irish began to refer to this ghostly figure as Jack of the Lantern, and then simply Jack-o'-lantern. Huh. Out of a turnip. A turnip. Huh. Isn't that crazy? So, so why do other people also light pumpkins? Uh, it says, uh, in Ireland and Scotland, people began to make their own versions of jack-o'-lanterns by carving scary faces into turnips or potatoes and placing them into windows or near the doors to frighten away sting- Stingy Jack and other wandering evil spirits in England. Okay, so it's to frighten away people. Yeah, so I'll frighten away all the spirits away from their houses. Hmm. Yeah, it's pretty cool, huh? That's interesting. I yeah, that. man. I yeah. love it. I love that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Man. It's crazy to me how things like that happen, right? Like there's like like we have Christmas trees on Christmas. Like, but it's not just here, it's like everywhere. Like it's a worldwide thing, you know? And like there's those like stories like that where it's like how much of it was true? Like, did Jack all of a sudden show up and California was just terrorizing everybody and some dude from Scotland got here and was like Oh, you just got to do this. And then like, yeah, I think it was like one of those things where traditions come over. Like we got Christmas from Germany. I feel, I think, right. From the German. Uh, oh yeah. You don't want Krampus to fucking kill you. Yeah. So from like German migrators and um, Irish and the uh, Scottish, they all took, took all these like holidays and stuff and brought them over here. And then we just started picking up on it and they just happened to be next to like day of the dead and stuff like that. So it just kind of made sense to put in that month. Kind of cool. It's cool. It's cool how stuff originates. Yeah. Yeah. Super cool. How about you got any fun facts for Halloween, Matt? No, I don't have any fun facts, but I am curious since we're on the topic of paranormal. Um, and the first thing on our Google Doc is our take on the paranormal. Yes. Well, before we get there, that's like the tradition close to Day of the Dead. You guys are half Mexican. Yes. Yes, we are. What's your guys' involvement with Dia de los Muertos and all those kinds of festivals? I drink tequila. Um, when people tell me that it's the day of the dead, I drink, I drink tequila. Okay. So you guys don't have a family thing where like you go to the cemetery and decorate the graves and have a picnic there. So and stuff like that. our family is the most, 
the only part of our Mexican culture that we really embrace is the food. Yes. Like, like not very many of us speak Spanish. Um, our, that side of the family, they're all pastors. So Halloween was never the most looked forward to holiday yeah. for us as kids. Like I think when uh, you and I were like super young, uh, I'm pretty sure like they didn't like it that we dressed up. Like I'm pretty sure they didn't like that. I dressed up as Darth Maul. Oh yeah. Like, no, guaranteed. I remember that being a problem for Halloween at all. Yeah. Yeah. Is that, is that cause of your, your grandparents? Uh, yeah, probably. I mean, I think they were like a lot of my family just pastors. So it's like, you know, we don't, the idea of Halloween is Hollow's Eve and it's like Satan's holiday and, and all this stuff. So I don't think that they looked fondly upon the holiday, you know? Um, like if you were ever something slightly scary, um, there would be a problem, but you know, I mean, you grow up, you learn. Yeah. Um, yeah. I agree with that. Dalton, do you know how, what, what the tradition of going around from house to house asking for candy comes from? Yeah. Um, yeah, I would say from my parents telling me to do it. (laughs) Where does it come from, David? I was asking. There's no, there's, so your dad is Stingy Matt (laughs) (laughs) and wanted candy. So he sent you guys around to go find, you don't have to look it up. I was just asking. No, there's a, there's a, I've heard it before, but I can't remember. I assume it's cause like you dress up to blend in with the creatures that are released onto yeah, the because, earth. Because the dead come to life on Halloween. Okay. Let me hear your take. What? Let me hear what you got to say. I mean, from all the movies I've watched, all four of them. Uh, yeah. It's like the, the day that the dead come back to earth and like they can walk around and try and fulfill their mission as far as moving on to the next life or whatever. Uh-huh. Um, and so they come around to try and do that. And you have people that believe that, you know, they can spend time with their loved ones, which I think is where, you know, that what you're talking about going and decorating the graves and stuff like that is to go and spend time with them and their spirit when they do come back and they get to see their loved ones for a little while longer and stuff like that. Um, I could be talking out of my ass and I have no idea, but I think that that's what it is. And it sounds right. So I'm gonna go with it. Basically, it's like, I think it's the day when like a portal opens up. Yeah. And either the dead and whatever realm there is on the other side is open and so it's the dead people, the dead and also like monsters Yeah, are able to come through. Yeah. Whether it's two different portals or not. But do you think you dress up in costume to blend in with the monsters or to scare away the monsters? Uh, I'd say blend in. I feel like you can't really scare them. Dalton? So apparently it's a, it's a old Celtic Christianity uh, type of thing. It's a Christian thing. Huh. Yeah. To, to um, says by the ninth century, Christianity had spread into Celtic lands, where it gradually blended with a sup- supplanted older pagan rites. In 1000 AD, the church designated November 2nd as All Souls Day, a time for honoring the dead. Celebrations in England re- resembled uh, Celtic commemorations of Samhain, complete with bonfires and masquerades. So poor people would visit the houses of wealthier families and receive pastries called soul cakes in exchange for a promise to pray for the souls of the homeowners, dead relatives, known as souling. The practice was later taken up by children who would go from door to door asking for gifts such as food, money, and ale. Hmm. That's fucking cool. That's cool. That's insane. Yeah. That's insane. And then it just kind of built up from there. Yeah. Dressing up more and more, getting candy instead of soul cakes. 
So they gave away pastries. The rich people did. For the poor people to pray for good things to happen. Yeah. To the, so I guess it was more like, so I guess it was on the thought process of like, the more people I have praying for me, yes. the the easier it'll be heard. Yes. Hmm. That's cool. I didn't know that uh, that culture, the Scot- the Scotland or the Scot- Scottish Celtic, Celtic's culture uh, was based off, was kind of came from Christianity and some Hein. I know some Hein is like a. Well, I feel like pagan. a lot of Christian traditions have roots in pagan traditions i think every yeah. religion has roots in every religion being co-opted by one a lot another of very to streamline it if you go and you speak with any of like um like jehovah witnesses or anybody who is like i'll, I'll just leave it jehovah witnesses but they don't celebrate any holidays because every holiday is based off of a pagan holiday yeah so even christmas your birthday Anything like that, they they don't celebrate. Your birthday is based off of pagan holidays. Yes, don't talk to me about it. I have no idea. But next time they come knocking on your door, just ask them. Yeah. And I'm sorry for the three hour conversation you have. But if you need answers, you need answers. Pagans are dope, dude. You know that's coming back. The pagan culture. What is the pagan culture? Uh, like, you know, sacrificial lambs and oh, um, the painting and the, on the faces and. Uh, not really sacrificing people, but just it's a lot of giving offerings and uh, stuff like that to to Odin and uh, all the other Norse gods. Hmm. It's kind is, of coming. It's popping ta- up more and more. Are you called talking Celtic religion or is, uh, Nordic? Is pagan specifically Nordic? Uh, well, I was. I don't know. I don't know about that all the way. It's above my pay grade. It's above my pay grade. David, you don't pay us enough for this. Pagan just means any religion other than Christianity, Judaism, or Islam. Hmm. Literally so, any other re- like religion. Norse, Norse pagan. But it's got connections to the communities based on the worship of nature or yes. the earth, which yeah. is what I think most people think of when they think of pagan. Is like people that are spiritually connected to the earth. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So... I got really excited. I've been looking forward to this for a long time. So I've had like plenty of time to ask questions and figure things out. Um, so uh, me and Matt are usually pretty open about talking about these things. Like if you asked us in face to face, we would tell you stories and whatnot. So uh, like what what is your take, Matt, like on paranormal, like not like the movies that we see, but like your personal take on the paranormal activities that have happened to you or that you've heard of? Like, do you believe it? Do you not believe it? Where are you at with that thing? You want to define it first. Paranormal. What is paranormal? What like uh, what, what what it means to you? Like, is it a Christian-based paranormal where it's the devil and the devil's creating demons from hell that are finding their way on earth and battling, you know, the the God God and his spirit and stuff like that versus demons which could just come from, I don't know. I feel like there are demons that aren't necessarily related to the concept of hell and the devil. Mm-hmm. I could be wrong. The idea of a spirit world, which isn't necessarily connected to a Christian idea of a heaven and hell paranormal could be the different dimension. I don't know. It's, 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 a, lot, it's a wide range of stuff. take. Yeah. So like, what are your takes on that? My takes on the paranormal. Take your time to explore what that means. Yeah, let's, um, let's talk about it, Matt. 
This is the podcast. In terms of what you believe and what you've experienced. Yeah. So I have friends that have told me that there's nothing else here but us. I have friends that have told me that any spirit that I have seen or felt or yada, yada, yada is just a demon in disguise. Um, and there's nothing but angels and demons. Um, but personally, um, I've experienced quite a bit uh, more than most people. I'm pretty sensitive to um, spirits and stuff like that. So I kind of fall in this weird middle area where I do believe that there is there are spirits that are on the earth uh, because I believe that energy that is created cannot be destroyed. It just kind of moves. Um, and that there's also like good and evil, right? Like whatever you call that, if you call that God and the devil or you, you know, like angels versus demons, like I do believe that that exists. I believe that there are two polar opposite forces that are at battle for this earth, our souls, whatever you want to call it. Um, so I kind of fall on this anomaly of, I don't know enough to for sure say this is the truth and this isn't. Um, and I'll be the first to tell you that, that I could be talking out of my ass. I have no idea. Um, but I do have a lot of personal experiences that tell me otherwise. And so give your definition and then we'll go into stories. Um, for me, uh, I think ghosts are a thing. I think ghosts are just spirits or people that haven't left like this earth in a way. Um, I think that it's could be sometimes people of our past. It could definitely maybe be like a demon tricking you. You know, like I think that's a thing as well. I also think that demons... Uh, I, I think that demons do come from hell. I do believe that demons are attracted to people who are in certain types of vulnerable situations. And so I do think that there's different types of demons, like demons of like gluttony and demons of like death or demon of anger, like things like that, where different types of emotion brings out a different type of demon and it attracts it. I do think that uh, all that stuff is uh, very real. I don't doubt it. I think I've had enough experiences to really believe it. Um, so yeah, it's, it's definitely a thing. And I think we could all definitely agree that like, it's, it's freaky, it's scary, it's spooky, you know, but it's, uh, sometimes it makes for good stories. So what was your first experience? That- Actually, I want to talk about your first experience, um, because you might not remember it, but I talked to mom about it today. Which one? The clown? Can I, yeah. Yeah. can I ask quickly for you, Matt? So it sounds like your idea as you formulate it is the soul exists and it is energy that is part of the universe that has always been and always never been created. So those forces, whether they be demons, whether they be whatever, the forces of evil and the forces of good, those have just always also existed. Yeah. And though, but those essences have a specific type of energy to them instead of just being neutral energy. Yes. There are some that are neutral, not uh-huh. not necessarily good versus evil, but like there are like, so I'm very sensitive in the fact that like when I go places, if there is uh, energy or a spirit there, I know that it's there. Like this, like the second I walk in, I, I know it's like you walk next to a house and you can't stop looking at it, looking at it, or you feel pulled to it, yeah, like you feel, feel drawn to, to it, right? You talk about that. Like I, I know. And I'm the type of person where there's been, like, I'm, I can tell if there is a gender, who it is, 
what it wants, why it's there. Like I, I tend to know this information. Um, and for those of you that are like, it's just your imagination and that, you know, like you're just making up a story. Like, yes, I do have a creative imagination. However, I've had enough scenarios where I've thought X, Y, and Z. And then later on down the line, I find out that everything I thought was exactly correct. Right. But yes, I don't know why mom doesn't ever remember that I know this. Uh, but my first paranormal experience, uh, I didn't, I didn't say mom didn't remember. I know, but she brings it up to me like as if I don't remember. Oh, does all the time. she? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, so when I was growing up, um, I lived in the back left room of my house and you had to go down this long ass hallway. And I don't know what the hell the people that lived there before us did mm-hmm. or if it was us or what, what mom, mom told me how she got the clown. They bought it at like a, no, what happened? uh, okay, let, me, let me paint the picture and then you can tell me how we got it. Cause they still don't know what I'm talking about yet. Um, and in my room, we had this like fucking three and a half, four foot, large, tall clown piggy bank. And it was like those old school creepy clowns that's in every horror movie right now. It was four feet tall. It was tall. It was and like it was a piggy bank. It was a piggy a bank. Video of it. And yeah. it was a of it. in there since you were born. Uh, well, we had moved in. Oh, oh, okay. So since you moved there, yes. But I don't know how we got it. It was just so, always there. So I found out today how we got how we got that clown thing. Um, apparently, we had a uh, aunt who was you know making these and decorating them and selling them and she found this one and repainted it and my mom saw that she was selling them and was like oh my gosh we need one for matthew's room like matthew would love to have that so my mom bought it from my auntie and then did she say which anna was yeah uh dom's mom oh aunt Lori. yeah and Lori, ah, and that Lori makes sense yeah. yeah so um so she was painting them she gave mom this other one and mom took it home, put it in Matthew's room. And then I don't really remember how long I had it before all of this started happening. I think mom said only a few weeks. Yeah, because I remember it was pretty quick because we had just moved into the house. Um, but I remember always fe- being afraid of it. Like, I didn't know why. I was just afraid of this damn little, like, clown piggy bank thing. And I remember it. White face, red nose, your stereotypical clown, blue, like... Um, painted like on its clothes, a big old red nose and stuff like that. And yeah, at first I was excited. I was excited to put money in it and stuff. But then when I would go to sleep, like I couldn't help but like keep looking at it. I couldn't help but keep looking at it. And so I don't remember this, but as the story goes, um, I was asleep and my mom was asleep in her room and she woke up because i was crying in my room and i was crying it was probably like two three in the morning probably three o'clock because it's the proper hour for these types of things uh so i was asleep in my room and i was crying and i was curled up in the corner of my bed crying 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 trying to get my mom's attention but i was too scared to get out of the bed and so my mom comes in the room and she goes matthew matthew what's wrong and i said the old lady's trying to take me and my mom's all what and i'm like yeah the the old lady's trying to take me yeah and so then so then mom goes matthew what's wrong i said the old lady that lives in the piggy bank she's trying to take me and i was all what i'm like yeah she keeps saying come here little boy come here little boy come here little boy 
And I was like, I don't want to go. And my mom like didn't know what to do. She like freaked out. And so uh, I remember after that night, my dad, who for the longest time, literally never believed any of this. He thought we were all crazy. Uh, he just was like, took the piggy bank and then like put it in the garage. And it was in the garage for a long fucking time. Uh, and it's, and like, it would still freak me out. Every time I'd go in the garage, I could feel myself looking at it, you know? Um, but yeah, that was my first, at least remembered paranormal experience. Now you guys get this from your mom, right? We share it with her, I guess. Yeah. Well, like if you, if I don't you, know if it's passed down from generation if, to generation. If, if it were to be passed down, it like you just, it's from your mom, not your dad. Yeah. Did she not pick up on anything? She wasn't sensitive to it or open to that type of stuff at the time. That changed in the future. Um, but at that moment, it was... But she's always been interested in that kind of stuff. I mean, when I met her, I bonded with her over old, scary movies. Yeah. 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 It's, it's things like, you know, people change in the future. And so when they first started, she just, you know, she had experiences of her own growing up, but she just, you know, put in the past and didn't think too much about it. But... um when Ghost Hunters came out, that's when she started all really getting that. into it. Yeah, all about it. That was a great show. That's so all great. that was on. Have you watched it recently? No, I, uh, I don't. I half, I halfway don't want to. They're so bad. They're but, so bad. But also, like, I could see myself just being nostalgic for it. Yeah. No, it's a last around this time last year. Me, Monique, uh, watched. We went to her sister Brittany's house and we watched Ghost Hunters and Ghost Hunters International. It's so fucking bad, <laughs> but it, it's very nostalgic. Like you watch it and you're like, whoa, but now it's like you watch it now and you're like, you can clearly tell that like the stuff that I don't think the paranormal stuff was fake, but like the scenes where they're looking at the evidence and it's like very scripted as to what they have to say. Yeah. Oh, okay. When they're like presenting it. And yeah, stuff like that. yeah. I feel like that probably didn't age as well as the discovery series the discovery channel series i don't know if you guys watched it called a haunting uh and it was mom, just like a probably it was just like a a narrative story with reenactments where oh they get yeah, people yeah stories yeah, yeah. We've, and then we've seen it she and it was something. always on at like two o'clock in the afternoon that was the only time i could watch it that was terrifying yeah, yeah. i like ghost adventures mm-hmm. ghost adventures is probably still my favorite just because they're so overly enthusiastic and they get scared so easily and they crack me up just by their, their the way they react to things. <laughs> if you they have uh this these people on TikTok that reenact it and they dress up like the characters and stuff, it's freaking hilarious, dude. It's so funny. Yeah, I gotta yeah, Ghost Avengers was always my thing. That's what I always watched. So what was your first paranormal experience? And I actually don't I probably know the story, but I don't know if if I know that it's your first. Um I don't think I ever had anything as intense when I growing up as Matthew did with the clown. Um, the the only thing I can think of that was done that early, I was like, I think we we're in fifth or sixth grade. I was in fifth or sixth grade, and we were gonna go to the desert in the morning to go see grandma, and uh, go on our little four wheelers and ride around the desert. So we woke up around 5 a.m. And her mom was telling everyone to wake up. And I heard the, the hallway light turn on. And so I go to open my eyes. And I feel this really big pressure on my face. And I open my eyes. And I see this big black mass like come from my face. Like right in my face. And slowly like not evaporate. But like float backwards into the ceiling. And it went from right in my face to all the way on the top of the ceiling. And I like freaked out. I remember yelling for mom 
my mom came in and I ran outside with her and I told her, I was like, mom, there's something there. There's, you know, there's something in my room. Like, I don't know what it was. It was a big black mass. Like now it's just there. And so, uh, she was, she was like, okay. She's like, well, uh, I'm going to go pray for it. And that's how we dealt with a lot of our, um, experiences. We always prayed in that specific area and try to pray it out, you know, and it, it worked, you know? So we, my mom was in my room for about 20 minutes and then, um, I left and I came back to my room later on. I was like, Oh, it's, it feels different in here. It feels cleaner. Yeah. Like, it doesn't feel like anything's in here anymore. So that's when I realized I could feel, feel things a little bit and like have an experience now. So I was like very like, um, nervous to like see what else was out there. Um, but then, you know, ghost hunters helped me, you know, watch it. I was like, okay, like, you know, other people believe in this stuff too, kind of like, maybe I'm not crazy. Yeah. I definitely feel like it's like gotten much more mainstream to like talk about as opposed to before, like you were crazy and it was like, you just didn't speak about it. Yeah. It's normalized a lot for sure, but it's good. I don't, I don't think it's a bad thing. No, absolutely. So you guys are both more receptive. Your sensitivity is more of a receptive and reactive thing, passive thing than an active one. Um, well, that's the thing is like, me and I approached it very differently. Um, my mom, you know, is a very sensitive person to that stuff. And she's very strong, like with sensing things and knowing how things happen and seeing it. Um, Matthew's, Matthew doesn't communicate it as much uh, just because he doesn't like, like to talk about it, which is, it's fine. It's everyone's preference. Um, and like for me, I, I like to talk about it. I like to, I, I'm a curious person, you know, by nature. So I like to see what what else is out there. Like if I'm getting curious, I want to know what the answer is. So I have got myself in a few um, weird, sticky situations with some things, and I was like, oh, shouldn't have shouldn't have tried to communicate or try to talk, you know, when I wanted the answers and I didn't get it the right way or the way that I wanted to, you know. So there's been plenty of times where I've kind of gone too far in and had to, you know, either pray myself out or have mom help me get out of it. Um, so yeah, there's there's a lot that goes into it, but yeah, we me and Matt are both very, I would say, very sensitive, um, and take that however you want. But, but in the sense of, uh, you guys are more aware of your surroundings, and have more of a sight kind of thing, rather than like you don't get premonitions or you don't get talk to me like I'm dumb. What's a premonition? Things you can see things that are gonna happen. Oh, I I get that. Yeah, that. I don't I don't that, I don't get premonitions. That happens to me. Um, so there was one time when I was at Biola. I was in my room, and just you know doing whatever. And all of a sudden, I got this like vision of um, an old friend that I had seen. I hadn't seen in years, and she didn't look the same. She looked much older. Like I hadn't seen her since we were in middle school. Um, and you know her, she was my age, so we were both in college. And I remember seeing her and I remember the background, like I knew it was her and I was like, oh, cool. All right. And then the background was like a fair, like it was like a carnival or something. Right. About 20 minutes later, my mom gives me a call and she goes, and I didn't know where my parents were, what they were doing or anything like that. And she goes, Matt, guess who I just ran into? And my, without even thinking my, in my exact response was you ran into my friend's name and I told her who it was. And I said, at the LA County fair and my parents hadn't been to the LA County fair in years. 
And my mom got really quiet and she goes, Matthew, stop doing that. And I'm like, I'm sorry. Like that just came out. I didn't mean to do that. And I'm like, how's she doing? She goes, how did you know? I was like, I saw it about like 20 minutes ago. And she's like, what? And like, I'm like, yeah, I don't, I don't want to talk about it, but like, how's she doing? Is she good? Because she seemed kind of stressed out and she was just starting, um, I think cosmetology school or something like that. And she just gotten accepted like two days before and they were trying to find a way to pay it and stuff like that. So, um, but that stuff happens to me frequently, even now. It's just more of a, I tend to know when things are going to happen before they happen. And yeah, sometimes I, think, I hope I'm wrong, but I'm usually not. I think not. my thing's a little different. Is like, I can, if if it's just me and, I, and I'm really, I'm having a personal moment and taking my time and it's quiet and everything, just nothing's moving in the house. It's just me. And I could walk through each room and I did it in previous houses that we lived in. Um, and what, what you would do is you would walk into a room and you just stay there and you, you sit quietly or stand quietly and just close your eyes and you just really try, try to take in the energies. And um, when I would do this, uh, I could see what that particular person was going through. I could see like a scene in my head of, um, you know, for instance, uh, one time there I did something and... I walked to uh, this person's room and I closed my eyes and I took a moment and it was just me in the house and I could see this person crying and crying and crying on their bed. They were so depressed and, you know, lonely and trying to figure things out. And I could sense all their emotions, everything that they were going through, just, just from being in that room and knowing what the room knows pretty much, right? So that was always my thing is like I could always kind of see it in time. It just, I couldn't guess it. You know what I mean? But then, you know, you like, this just gives you a better understanding of what people are going through, you know? Um, and, you know, I think me and Matthew both can sense energies like that. Like if, yeah. like if I'm having a bad day or Matt's having a bad day and we try to hide it or we just don't say hi to each other, we can still, we still know what the hell is going on, that there's something wrong or something off. Yeah. So it's always a constant, like, not even like a high at that point where I, I walk in, I don't even say hi to Matthew, but the minute I turn to him, he goes, what's wrong? What happened? Yeah. And he already knows that something happened throughout my day. And yeah. same goes for him. Like, I just already know. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it's just like a constant, like, it's just a quick sense that we don't even think about at this point. It's just a common knowledge of being like knowing that this person is going through a certain situation right now and you can feel it right when they walk in the room. Yeah. And, it, and it's not even just like exclusive to him and I where it's like we're brothers. It's like yeah, it's I have everybody. I have friends that will come up and like they'll give me a hug and like waves. Yeah, like I just feel like all the emotions like mm-hmm. pass through me, come onto me, whatever. And it's hard, like especially because like when you're incredibly uh, empathic, like meaning you can feel others' emotions, you have to learn how to put up boundaries because like oh, yeah. it would literally drain me. Like if I had friends that were just going through a lot and like I'd go hang out with them, like they, and it's not like they would bring it up, like they'd be happy, they'd be doing all these things, but it's like. I would know, like, I would just know what's going on. I would know how it felt and I would know just like the pain that they were in. And like to know all of that, it's like, it's not, I don't like to talk about this stuff because it's not fun to me. Like I don't enjoy it. You know what I mean? It's always been because I've been like this since I was so young and it's always like, I've, I'm telling you in like second grade, like I, there was a kid in the second grade, his parents got divorced and I knew before he did, like I could just feel the stuff, you know what I mean? And so it's like, it's not like, I, what am I supposed to do with this information? Go fucking tell him. Like, you know, so it's not the most enjoyable aspect a for me. burden to bear yeah. for a lot of times, mm-hmm. a, lot, a lot, a lot of times. Yeah, yeah, more often than not. But I think for me learning, and if there's anybody listening to this that is experiencing this, um, 
when you can learn to put boundaries on things and even if you do you know deal with spirits or whatever um boundaries are incredibly important you're a lot stronger than you think uh and so once i mean once i learned how to you know set proper boundaries and stuff things got a lot easier but it's a major learning curve oh yeah major learning curve but yeah there was plenty of times where we figured that shit out well every week we'll uh we'll talk about a different movie that and you know we'll get more into probably like this kind of stuff next week um but this week we'll talk about uh we'll talk about insidious never seen that movie you've never seen that the movie? main character's name is dalton i can't watch it that's true I the child's that... name is dalton yeah i haven't seen that movie in years. the demon looks like darth maul yes yeah but the idea the big premise of that movie it's ghosts is that no is that spooky Dalton Dalton in the movie goes into a coma he disappears um and it's one of those where it's like nothing's physically wrong but he won't wake up and at the same time the mom is at home all the time they have a new baby and stuff they just moved in the mom is going through all these kinds of experiences she's seeing people walk through the house she's hearing noises all this stuff going on and more and more keep happening until they leave that house and realize that it's still happening at the new place they're at. So they call in two kind of ghost hunter type people to do like the videotaping and all the, all the stuff. And they call in, uh, someone who maybe is a medium. I'm not sure what her psychic in a way. Yeah. Would be, but she can communicate with the spirit world. And she realizes that the young that the, the the boy in the coma has an ability to kind of be like out of body when he sleeps, but he travels to this place called the further, which is where it's farther away than which is where away. the dead spirits live. And it's essentially the same it's like the upside down kind of, but specifically for beyond mortal life. And so he went there and he can't get back. He doesn't know how to get back. And because he's not getting back, all of these other spirits. It's like an open portal. Yeah. All, they all want, like everything in that world wants life. And they envy the living for having life. So they're all trying to get into his body because he's left it. So it's an empty vessel. Um, the biggest one being the Darth Maul demon, this lipstick face demon who is she explains it as like spirits want him because they want life. They just want life. There's one removed that has, that wants his body for nefarious reasons is what she says. What does nefarious mean? Like a malicious, bad, okay. like they have like, they need to get to the living world to do something. Yeah. And then the lipstick face demon, the red, the Darth Maul one, is like pure evil incarnate and it's basically like the devil so that they she she reveals that the dad went through the same thing when she when he was younger with this different uh with this different ghosts and he has to go in to go save the son and find him and bring him back and all this stuff but the whole idea of what do you guys think of that idea of a place like the further a place like the further um do you think a place like that exists not really I mean, I mean, we already set our beliefs like in the in the beginning. It's just like, you know, there's a heaven, there's a hell, 
and there's definitely that place that sometimes spirits can't get to heaven or hell and they're just kind of like there because they're not have unfinished business or something like that in that sense um i think i think in a way like there are portals i do believe that like on the queen mary there's a portal um it just needs to attract a lot of attention there's that's why there's like such a high energy area um it's also said you put like two mirrors across on one another there's a portal um just like that place we all went to uh and in long, like, beach. long beach you ever heard about that we ever talked about that bro that place was fucked okay up. so me and matt both had the same experience um we all went there for a trip with all our with all our friends and stuff and hung out there for the night and uh me and matt would talk about it and we didn't talk about it for like a whole year right but like recently we we had a conversation and we're like bro did you ever feel just consistently lost? Yep. In this place, you're it was. Talk, oh, you're okay. You're talking about the the Airbnb. The yes, Airbnb. Airbnb. So basically, this this Airbnb guys, it was like there was it, the arch the architecture was kind of off. Like it was all just one big circle. It was there, the whole top floor. There was a whole top floor. There was a lot of mirrors. There were doors going in and out to other it rooms. It was very like seventies, like styled um had a really cool kitchen area yeah. with like this cool little like round bench table um but there was a bunch of just like weird stuff like it dalton said it so was off. it was kind of set up like a maze yeah like there was doors that you would open there was a random sauna in there yeah. uh then the second door to the sauna led to a room so yeah it was said that the master bedroom was in the center of the floor so is the master bedroom and the master bathroom were in this rectangle in the middle. So there was a halt. There was the front room that you walked into with the living room and the big bay window, the yeah. kitchen and kind of like a dining table. And then you had two hallways on either side. Uh, one went just to the master bedroom and like the master bathroom. It was like a little connection just for that side and then a closet and the left side had a door to the bathroom, but was really the hallway to get to the back half of the floor. And the back half had a sitting room with another bathroom and then a back living room where there was another TV and another set of rooms like with bunk beds and stuff like that. But so it was basically two halves separated by this middle master bedroom bathroom that had hallways on either side and like all of our friends we were there for the the night yeah um so and just i think it was uh, mainly we, we got onto this topic because of the bathroom so yes but before, you two you yes. two talking to each yeah. other but before that i want to point something out i don't know if you've pieced this together yet but there was one point in the night where all of us were in the back room and we were watching um, White Chicks. White Chicks, because I'd never seen it before. Uh-huh. Great movie. Uh, Funny movie. And we're sitting there and we're watching it. And then all of a sudden, all of us are in the room. It sounds like somebody opens the front door and walks in. So all the guys get up and they leave. But me, being the brave person I am, I stayed with all the women to make uh, sure they were safe. You had a long day. You were tired. Uh, and so we were there and everybody starts looking around the house because it sounded like somebody walked in. Yeah. So I had a, I walked in. I already felt like something was off. Like the second I walked in, I was like, yes. "Yeah, this place the is energy, fucked up." Energy was so weird. Different. Yeah, I don't know how to explain it. So different. swirling. It's yeah. It's think about swirly. It. It's felt spacey. Like you're you like you know how you have days like where you're talking to somebody, but like you're so spaced out. Yeah. And just not mentally here nor there. Like you're just yeah. 
you're just kind of like what like you're constantly in in confusion yeah that's what it felt like and, being and like place. and like simple tasks were just hard to complete yes. like i remember somebody told me to go get them a drink and they told me what they wanted and i remember standing at the fridge looking at the drinks and i was looking at the one that was right and i couldn't remember which one they wanted Piecing things together was so difficult it even seemed like it seemed like the simplest walk just to walk in a straight line from the back room where we were watching the movie to the living room was long was like it was like you're walking like through like you know how you see like a wall of mirrors and uh-huh. the mirrors just keep extending and extending and looking like it's farther and farther down it felt like you just were never ending it was just consistent walking so it, yeah it's kind of like time didn't really obey the laws of time and also like i know i left like late at night like around one or two but it felt like we were there forever yeah and so i actually didn't realize this till afterwards but there was one point where there was a there was a main bathroom Uh and then there was a second bathroom which was right around the corner of this hallway and when you walk in the bathroom's walls were all mirrors all mirrors and it's a saying known that if you have mirrors facing mirrors it's a big portal for uh spirits and demons and stuff like that it's just a very big opening and a lot of energy going through one another yeah so i had to use the restroom so i went in there and i used the restroom and then i left yeah and then i remember when i left i like walked out and i had this weird like sense of like i was in there for forever like it felt like when i was in there it was like i was in there for a long time yeah and then when I walked out, like everybody was doing what they were doing and we were packing yeah, like up and getting changed. ready to leave. Like nothing changed. Yeah. But I was like, and I remember being very confused. Like I remember thinking like, how long was I in there? Yeah. Well, it wasn't until probably months later when Dalton and I were talking about it. I remember being lost. Right. And I, I was connecting with this with Matthew. I was like, bro, I remember being in this bathroom and like just not even like I was done peeing. I was just standing at the sink and I was just like staring. Yeah. Like, I was just, I just stood there. I kept getting like, like not conflicted, but just like very confused and lost at like what I was seeing. Yeah. And I wasn't seeing there. Like I didn't like, I, I think there were, there were definitely spirits there, but like, I definitely was just like very like in my head mm-hmm. spaced out. Like not like it was like a constant, like really weird high. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, for me, I remember being there and I legitimately remember, I don't know if it was a vision, if I actually did this or what, but I was lost and I couldn't find my way out of the bathroom. Bro, yes. And I remember going and I was like feeling the mirrors. Yes. Because I was like, I don't know how to get out of here. Uh-huh. And I was walking around, I was looking and it was just mirrors and mirrors and mirrors. And I like, like it, I, but it was, it was all these mirrors, but it was only four walls and I knew where the door was. And so all I did was I just put my hand on one mirror and I walked around so I felt the doorknob and then I let myself out. Yeah, it was like just everything looked the same. Yeah, it was the weirdest thing. That bathroom still gives me chills because mm-hmm. I just like, you really just were in a different place. Well, what were you going to say about the, the door opening and, cl- and closing on itself? I remember going out there and looking for things. We all did, yeah. Yeah, nothing was locked. Everything was locked. Yeah. We made sure we locked all the doors, you know. And, and I've grown to try and justify everything right so it's like okay this is an old building maybe somebody downstairs just open and close the door you know whatever um but then possible but and that is possible but that the fact that you and i both had similar experiences in the bathroom Uh 
and all this stuff part even, even the energy like i had like a very conflicting time there it, just with people that i was with and i was like this isn't working like what is what is going on there was just no connection things were off fightings were happening like just stuff that wasn't normally happening and if somebody like just drained that person of their energy like yeah. really drained their energy yeah you know? and and i remember so that back room that we keep speaking of uh monique and i slept on a pull-out bed on the couch i didn't sleep at all that night and neither did monique um and i remember i kept looking at the doorway at that led to the hallway and that was right where the bathroom door was the bathroom that we keep speaking of because i kept connection piece, i man. kept feeling that there was somebody in the doorway you wanted to keep going over there yeah like, i don't know why i don't know what but i just remember being like i want to go back there but i'm not going to because yeah. like i fucking got lost for like you know eight hours or whatever like it, it um, felt like forever it was so exhausting yeah and i hadn't had an experience like that in a very 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 long time from that point yeah. um and that that pool that pool that we're talking about is very specific like you can't explain it you don't understand it and it kind of can and we kind of get in, get into another story from this point on um we we used to live in a house called uh we call it 721 uh it was in glendora it was a house we grew up in just give them the address <laughs> it, there's plenty of other places called 721 okay it doesn't matter I'm, i was just i was just making a joke oh <laughs> um so we lived in uh we lived there that was, that was that was my childhood home and that was i guess matthew's after like well, oh, you, you don't even know it. They don't even know about the apartment days, bro. <laughs> Not yet. Well, two weeks. <laughs> um, but 721 was a very, you know, uh, it was a very big house, a lot of energies and a lot of emotions at that time. Um, and by the time we had to leave that house and say our goodbyes, there were things that were happening that were unexplainable. There was a lot of energies and a lot of um, emotions going through. I would say the veins of the walls at that point. It was just crazy. Yeah. Um, so we we leave the house. We move everything out. We're all living in our own areas. And there was moments, and I talked to Matthew about this years later too, uh, where I would be driving. And, and this is after we had moved out. This is after we moved out. This is like like months, months after. Like we're not like our routine of driving home isn't the same anymore. Like our routine's gone to a new routine, you know, driving home to our, you know, our apartment, I think or you know the other house that we lived in at Grammon. but shit, don't say that <laughs> the other house that we lived at um and so there were moments where you just have such a long day you're exhausted and you would there were moments where i would just like black out in a sense and i would i would like come back to pulling into 721 consistently and that happened two to three times like two years after we moved out of there like mm -hmm. it was so weird like didn't make any sense it was at random times of the day but like i would just feel a pool always wanting me to come back to the house and always wanted me to go and i knew where i wanted me it wanted me to go back to the house into matthew's room that's where i wanted me all the time for some reason matthew's room had a lot of specific energies and um i still get the chills talking about it but like it's I still feel the pool now. Like I mean, we work out closer to it now. And so I can, I can I feel it, you know, sometimes in a sense I can hear it where like when you drive by it, you just kind of, you just, it's just like, just turn here, just turn in, just turn in, just turn in, just turn in. And, uh, recently I drove by the house, 
um, knowingly, I knowingly drove by the yeah. house just to, just to see how everything's gone. And I still felt that pool. It still put me in a weird place. It got my mind thinking about weird things. I kept thinking about Matthew's room. I kept thinking about specific pieces of the house. And it's just, it's a very, it's a very interesting house that we'll get into later on in the, yeah. in the podcast. No, and so like, if you guys have ever seen the show, The Haunting of Hill House, how through all, regardless of what happens, through some way shape or form you always end up near the house or back at the house right uh because i think that there's unfinished business Uh um it's very similar to that where it's like i've had similar experiences where i'll be driving and kind of like dalton said like you like without thinking without blacking out like or without even really like knowing where i'm going like next thing i know i'm like parked in front of the house and i'm like oh shit like uh oh, and like I same thing. Like I've had a lot where I feel the pull to go back to my room, and now I've shared this with people, and they've been like, "Oh, well, that's your childhood home. Like you're always gonna feel like that." Like no, I have very important places in my life where I drive by without even having a second thought. Yeah, and it's different. It's it's it kind of feels like it's not like a fun pool. Like it's not like oh, like it's like it's it's a it's a it's a. Uh, how would you explain it? like uh, it's kind of like if you take a rubber band and you nail it to the center of a table wherever you take the other end of that rubber band and you pull it to it always wants to go back yeah like it needs to go back to the the center it goes it needs to go back to the nail yeah. like that's kind of how it feels you know and so um it's very unsettling yeah like it's not it's not fun but and i I've done that multiple times where I feel the need to go there. Um, recently I haven't, which has been cool. Uh, but you know, I'm sure it'll rear its head up pretty soon, especially now that we're talking about it. Um, so you think words give words are power. I will not be sleeping this entire month. I just want you both to know that. Good. Let's, uh, let's decompress a little. We'll never, we'll never just leave you off in, uh, in this high energy state. So I think the next couple of weeks we'll probably end, with something a little uh, more lighthearted. So there's a story here called... You know, David, I want to... There's actually two stories. Can I, can I I'll do both something? of them. Can I something? Yeah. I'm really proud of you. You don't sound like you're falling asleep every time you're talking on the podcast now. You you actually seem like you're you're waking into it. It's the microphone, too. Is it really the microphone? It's much clearer. Oh. Did you switch mics? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, we have a system. Okay. So we had a business meeting. I want you guys to take <laughs> this. Fuck off. <laughs> It's a it's it's a it's an article that talks about a hotel cleaner who stole sperm from a used condom. I get it. I get it. Had a child and then <gasps> won child support <gasps> from the, the millionaire whose condom it was. How did she That's get it so smart? Her? How did she get it inside her? What a woman. Syringe. Squeeze that babe. Squeeze that shit into her. I guess. Yeah. This is crazy, dude. I that's shit you hear of, but this you never. Would this be considered sex corner? It's just more. It's just this is detox. Okay, just detox. This is decompression be time. Right All right, give me the detox. deets. What happened? So this is a this is a forty year old Vegas hotel cleaner, and who just won her child support battle in courts against a twenty eight year old millionaire who she never slept with. And did she claim she did? No, no. So she's just like, no, I found it and I put it inside my pussy and uh, I have a baby. She was 36. She's and uh, prime she, age, prime age cleaning the room right on when she found 
the then 24-year-old tech millionaire's garbage can and found the condom in there. The reason she took it is because she said he left his bank statement on the nightstand in his hotel room. Which is already a little sus. I don't know who leaves their bank statement no out cap, unless bro. they're trying yeah. to no unless they're trying to like impress someone that they're bringing over sus. and they're like, oh sus. man, darn. Didn't mean to leave this immense bank statement out in my... What if he's not even a millionaire? It's like his best friend's thing. Like it's just a Photoshop bank statement. Just to see. Just see what happened. Um, and... She saw the bank statement at the time, wanted a baby so bad and was like, perfect. If I got, if I'm going to have a baby, I might as well do it with a rich man. So she confessed that she's never slept with him. She impregnated herself with his sperm. But just legally, this has to happen. This, this article says impregnated herself with his sperm while she was cleaning his room. But I don't know how legit that would be. She just carries, she did it on the job. Or did she just like, like slide that thing in there just suck that puppy up yeah she could have that's crazy they took a paternity test and it confirmed that he was the father what the hell and because of that the court ordered him to pay the mother of the child two million dollars what the fuck for the three years of the of the son's life he had already missed bro that's crazy That is so crazy. That makes me so scared. I don't think I'll ever be important enough for that to happen to me. But, man. Dump the sperm. Boys, if you Dump use a condom. Dump the sperm. Pour water in it. Make balloons. Splash on people. Yeah. Just don't leave it there. It doesn't say how she got it inside her, though. That- it just said impregnate. I mean, it could be what Dalton was saying. She took it and just put it inside out. Because, like, I'm thinking about, like. yourself with it, pretty much. I'm thinking about, like, a cleaning lady's, like, first of all. How strong does that sperm have to be? Okay, well, first of all, if it was the next day, it's still active. No, it's it's the thing is, I thought sperm died this like the second it was like touched like oxygen. Yeah, that's what I thought. I was under that impression too. I could be wrong. I don't actually know. You got to be a little bit wrong because it this happened. Yeah, that's weird. This is not like a story. Yeah. On the bright side, she quit the hotel business and started a few a few companies. So oh, well, she's, that's good. She's so she's, so I'm the the son is enjoying. The money, yes, is what you're telling me. Yeah, she she used that money and started a few businesses, and and she named the child after his father. She is so kind. Okay, She's so, so here's, sweet. Here's what happened: is homeboy just just did it like 15 to 30 minutes. Did you before. just look it up right now? Yeah. So outside the body, the sperm can live for about 15 to 30 minutes in the right conditions. Okay, if you're in a hotel room, is it ever going to be hot in the nope. hotel room? No, it's going to be ice cold, you right? Blast it. We blast the air conditioning. So it was probably nice and cold. That's how sperm lives the longest in, in like cold temperatures, right? And um, if you think about it, like it says it only needs 15 to 30 minutes in the right conditions. And I'm guessing it had to be primetime conditions, probably nice and cold. And she walked in there. So he probably, homeboy probably just did it. Or he just jerked off into a fucking condom, like weirdo, you know, and he did his own thing and she saw it and used it. So definitely the perfect, not the, not a great situation, but the perfect situation in that sense for her. Yeah. yeah it was, it's probably a one, a one in a like millionth chance that that would happen in real life. Like it's so, the, the chances are so 
so tiny like sperm. Again, this did happen in real life. And that's crazy, right? Like that's like that is literally like a like a once in a lifetime situation. Well, like does is is he a part of the kid's life now? Does it say anything about that? I'm assuming so if if he was ordered to pay two million dollars for the three years of of the life that he had missed, I'm assuming means that he now is taking an active part in it. Hopefully. That's crazy. Because like, that sucks for weird, the kid. You know what I mean? There's no like, connection. There's no connection yeah. there. Like, you have to be like, this kid's father, but like, be like, man, like, I don't like. Is I, it much I had, different than like a one night stand that you never hear back from the girl, and you know, six years later or yeah, but at least you had that that later. night and moment with her. You know what I mean? And like, it was like consensual when you guys there was did a it. Time, as but as opposed to now, it's like you did not have the time. I to didn't clean know you existed. Like, I literally had no idea who you were. I didn't know you existed. I didn't know. Like I thought hotel rooms cleaned themselves. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like just, you don't think about that. The fact that someone like that's honestly, I, that's like, that's fucked up. He was like brought into this world for selfish reasons and is now being used for selfish gain. You know what I mean? I, I just don't like it when kids are used as tools. Um, and he's, then I'll, he's definitely used this one. Yeah. And then too, like, you know, now if he's going to be fighting, essentially he is going like the, the father's going to be suing the mother or baby mama because she brought this child into the world, you know? So the child's going to be like, Oh, my whole life is literally an issue. Like none of this would happen if I wasn't here, you know, like the thoughts that come along with that are, are detrimental or he's rolling around in dough and is just like, could care less. That's what I'm like. When he's old enough, it'll probably mess him up real hard. Yeah. But right now he's four. So yeah. he's just, now he has a dad. So, yeah. I feel like this was not a good decompression. This just kind of built shit up more. Now I'm just like mad. No. No, no. It decompressed from, from like spooky talk. Oh. Cause now you're, now you're worked up, but like in a human anger. Like, fuck this chick, man. That's so fucked up. I'm so fucked up. <laughs> That's so fucked up. What's worse, that or a man who shot his doctor twice because his doctor made him come during a prostate exam? I heard about that. He's <laughs> 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 like, what? You made me feel nice. Yeah, that's, I mean, I can, there. Uh, if you don't understand the human body, I can see the existential crisis you're going to have after the problem. that. You know like, what I mean? Why is this happening? Why? Yeah. What? 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 But honestly, especially if that man must have some great fingers. I'm just saying. And like, especially if you're like a man's man, you know? And well, yeah. The article said that this guy was like intensely homophobic. The oh. funniest part for me of the entire article was it happened. And before he shot him, he, he, said, Thank kept, you. he kept trying to get the doctor to say no homo. <laughs> say no homo. Say it. Say it. And the doctor wouldn't. So he pulled out somehow had a gun in the doctor's office and shot the doctor twice. What the fuck? And has disappeared. Is now thought to be in Mexico. Say no homo. Yep. Why are you in Mexico? Uh, uh well I can't really say no homo first. Say no homo first. <laughs> then I'll tell you what happened. Oh man, that's you know that crazy. Song, that song that's on uh, that movie we just watched the other day, uh, Popstar. Popstar, and he mm-hmm. goes, oh, lesbians, not gay. Then, like yeah. he goes through the whole song saying like he's not gay through each part of it, but he's like promoting gay marriage. <laughs> it's <laughs> the funniest shit. I feel like that would be the guy. Yeah. <laughs> he's probably in Mexico right now, just like, am I gay? <laughs> like, am I? Like, is that why I did that? 
Am I and like having Mid-life this whole crisis dude, right there? Oh hell yeah! Like he knows he wants to put his finger back. Is it, his is, butt, it, is the doctor sure. alive or? Yeah, no, no, he oh. survived. Okay, good. Okay, okay, good. good. Right. We should have asked that question earlier. but yeah. that's good. Yes. The yeah. justification of no homo. <laughs> uh. So As funny. if, like, yeah, if the As doctor if, like, had just said no homo, it would have been like, it'd been cool. cool. Like, oh, thanks, bro. All right, all right, we're good, we're good. You want to do it again? <laughs> God, that's crazy. That's that's one. That's insane. Truly, stories that you cannot make up. All right, everyone. All right. That's supposed to be spooky, but uh, if you made it this far into the podcast, thank you so much for your time. Thank you for listening to our uh, some of our deepest stories honestly yeah, yeah um and go ahead and leave us a five-star rating and review at all of the social media at mm, i'm gonna start over go ahead and leave us a five-star rating and a review wherever you are listening to this podcast review. a spooky review put a little ghost emoji or a pumpkin or a boo scare all of us <laughs> and uh go ahead and follow us on all of the social media platforms if you've gotten your shirt we hope that you are enjoying them as well as the handwritten notes that we took the time yes, to yes, write yes, for you yes. guys we really do appreciate you if you haven't gotten it yet they are in the mail um but until you receive them everybody have a spooky week a spooky week and as always i'm drum and i'm drummer we'll see you guys then bye bye That it was a vampire in that house. A vampire in oh, sucking the life, sucking the, the and then, and the, then the energy, and then think about that room. Vampires uh, can't see the reflection. Yeah. Uh, David's laughing, that. but I'm taking this shit. Serious. No, I'm I'm dead serious. That's what I was thinking about that just because we had just talked about it like, like a week or two ago. Yeah. I was like, that might have been it.